0: I'll tell you one thing that this film didn't specialise in was mathematics. There was this oh, obvious yeah. thing where it's like they had five mechanics and yeah. then they won five thousand pounds, five thousand dollars sorry, in the first street race and then um, the villain of the piece turns up to modify a car and he's talking about how, how valuable is that like two million.
1: Howdy do again to all of our listeners and welcome back to GeeksFet. This is another episode of Cult Film where we take the time to explore the world of great and not so great video game to film adaptations. I'm your hostess with the hostess, Jay, and welcome. Today we turn up the octane and follow Toadie Marshall on his quest for vengeance in the film Need for Speed. Once again, I've got the wonderful company of TJ Instigate Goon. Howdy. And MKH.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. So so Need for Speed. Um, this is a racing video game. Um, it was first released in 1994. Um, since then, it's had like 25 um, titles released in that game. And we had a, a film made for it, um, Need for Speed, in 2014. So... Do you guys have any anything to say about the film? Did you guys play the games at all?
0: TJ, let's start with you. I remember Need for Speed at, as an arcade game. Um, I'm trying to remember the place that is in the West End now where you just end up jumping in the seat and you're trying to maneuver this uh, uh, steering wheel. But there's like, I, what I think was different about this arcade game was they curved the screen so it made it look like you were surrounded by the track you was on. And um, I always had difficulty navigating um, the track because what I remember of Need for Speed is there was another game where you actually ran on an actual track. But I think Need for Speed, you drove around in cities and stuff like that. So it's like you could end up going down the wrong road and having to come back onto it. So I was kind of crap at racing games, but so I was just all over the place with that one. Yeah,
1: and I think with the original games, they were kind of like just kind of loops, weren't they? And then they kind of expanded into
0: kind of like kind of street replicas. But the, the the group of friends that I hung around with, I think the time for Need for Speed came out. We were all just passing our driving licenses, so we were all had that kind of testosterone and enthusiasm for driving high powered cars even though we all had Fiat, minis and Ford escorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so difficult. See, see, I'm 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 like, safety please, safety first please. <laughs> <No way. laughs> but I didn't no do any those games in the arcade as well. It was kind of like, oh, this is good practice for driving. Speed in,
2: getting speed and yeah, it's good practice. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah. MKH, what about you? Did you play these games?
2: uh so can you you drive i I could drive i could drive i can even drive a (laughs) double decker bus but i think for for me the need for speed franchise from 94 up until i'll say 2015 they're basically the same game the only difference was that they just changed the name and the platform there was no originality there was no innovation i was always a gran turismo uh guy because I felt like they took a lot more care in the detail of their cars and what they were trying to convey. Okay,
0: as somebody who's driven a bus, do you think Need for Speed could have improved the bus
2: version of
0: Need for Speed, like coaches' buses, <laughs> industrial vehicles going at 100 miles an hour?
2: There was so much they could have improved. Like obviously, these guys who who ended up developing this game were higher mushrooms or something because the physics of all of the cars were just out of this world and some of the games you were the criminal and other games you could, the police stopping races it's like it, it was all over the place
0: are you talking about the arcade version or the one on the xbox or
2: I, I'm talking about w- one of the many that they've released on the consoles or the pcs like they've released more games than I have pairs of socks like this is Unbelievable. Yeah, I can see the list. There's 24 of them.
1: Well, 25, because last year um, re released a um, remastered version of Pop Pistute, So you could say 25. They definitely knocked out 20 before the film came out. Yeah, they did. But also before the film came out, they weren't very storyline based. It kind of like I noticed that um, the original games didn't really have much of a storyline, kind of in, in the kind of mid 2000s. Um, teens, kind of like between 2010 and 2015, they started introducing um, cutscenes and so the cutscenes kind of went from like a total of four to five minutes to 15 minutes and um, I think five from like around 2019-2018, I can't remember which one, they started going full fully into storyline, so their cutscenes were almost like two hours in total, so they, they did change
2: who were who they doing it for? Because I, I, I can't imagine the, I guess, the, the target market for Need for Speed care about storylines. All they want to do is smash a car into a railing and not really smash a car into a railing, if that makes sense.
0: Mm. I'm just going to take a stab at this because I think it might have been a response to Grand Theft Auto. GTA. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah, because the Grand Theft Auto series went from Grand Theft Auto to one, two, three, four, and then Grand yeah. Theft Auto 5 where well, I think he was definitely getting cut yeah. scenes and gameplay and plot. Yeah, I think it was definitely um,
2: competing with do, you, that. Do, you, do you think, because gra- just Grand Theft Auto again, Grand Theft Auto has been doing storylines since 2001. So these guys have been waiting 14 years to do a story. So yeah. I don't think it's a direct challenge to Grand Theft Auto. I think it's more to do with what Jamie said about the movie giving a face to something.
0: Grand Theft Auto challenged Need for Speed to just change their ways. So I don't think Need for Speed were ever challenging Grand Theft But Lord. yeah, to, to your point, Trevor, that's why I feel it wasn't destroyed. a
2: response to Grand Theft Auto because they were just changing the scene and then they waited till 2015, 2015 to add in storyline. So I think it was a direct response to what they thought the film did for their franchise and they thought they attracted new game players from watching the film so they thought okay uh this is what they're probably expecting from us because i just i I just i just didn't understand it otherwise that is this game really frustrates me but uh carry on jamie
0: okay Yeah, no. So, so let's just kind of like
1: move on to the film. So, so we got the film in March two thousand fourteen, um, directed by Scott Woe or Woff. How how do you say that name? I'm not
0: too sure. War. But he used I would go for to,
1: War. Scott yeah. War. Yeah.
0: That um, about so
1: it. yeah, he used to be a stuntman.
0: So that's a bit like John Wick, isn't it? How John Wick got stuntmen directing their film.
1: Yeah. So he went from stuntman to um, director, and um, it was produced by. John Gattins, um, and he, he did the story for Kong yeah. Skull Island. Screenplay looks like it's cool. his sibling or you know family member, George Gattins. So it was kind of like a family team there a little bit. Um, the budget for this film was 66 mil, um, and the box office worldwide was 203.3 million. Interestingly, it bombed in the US and it got like some really, really bad um, reviews. I mean, it, it was kind of like judged on the US takings, but actually worldwide it did quite well. So yeah, I don't know. H- how did you guys find the film?
2: I, I, I absolutely hated the films. The film director <laughs> and co-editor and the writers, like this, this is coming on the tail end. What's, what's this big head guy's name? Aaron um, Paul. Aaron Paul. Yeah. Aaron Paul... Breaking Bad had just finished and also Fast and Furious 6 just came out so they thought what do people like right now they like fast cars and Aaron Paul so let's put them together and the result was absolutely horrendous and let me tell you something about Aaron Paul's acting as well like I I really thought he was a great actor and I think it takes him a season to warm up for acting, but when you're trying to get him to do quick emotional changes in a 90 or two-hour film, it it doesn't work. He's a slow-burner actor, I'm afraid, and this was a bad turn for him. And it it also showed that he cannot be the the spearhead of any franchise. That's harsh,
0: man. (laughs) I didn't didn't watch Breaking Bad, so I can't comment on that. Okay, my first thoughts, because um, it's got an amazing cameo in it, from a former Batman in Michael Keaton, who's kind of playing this kind of warriors radio disc jockey in the background of, the, of some kind of spurious internet connection. Um, Jamie will explain what his character is about later, but I didn't realize how much Aaron Paul looked like Michael Keaton. I don't know what it is, but there's some similarities. Not in just the physically way they look, but the acting style. It felt like Aaron Paul's trying to mimic Michael Keaton's performance. I just want to say something about the editor. Um, The guy who edited this film, his name is, um, uh, he's called Paul Rubel, and his form coming into this film for the last 10 years, he did Collateral with Michael Mann, uh, Miami Vice again with Michael Mann, Transformers in 2007 with Michael Bay Hancock, the drunk uh, superhero film with Will Smith, um, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen 4 with Kenneth Branagh, and um, the Avengers with Joss Whedon. So coming into this, he, I think we were going to expect a lot of fast cutting, quick action scenes. Um, as a film, I felt there was a lot of exposition, and I could see a few cliches coming up with the. I'm not. I'm. I'm a talented guy, but I'm running a shop where there's a bank loan and a foreclosure, and I'm on the way out, and I need to. Uh, risk an old rivalry to use my undiscovered talents to make some money but they weren't undiscovered talents though they were just kind of like
1: they weren't even dormant because he was he was known to be a very good racer but he was a mechanic though wasn't he he wasn't He weren't really a race
0: he was a street racer
1: wasn't? no he was a racer he was a racer and he just took a back seat um i think judging from the beginning of the film was because his dad wasn't well. And so he took over the family business, business, which was the, you know, the petrol station mechanic kind of garage. I think his workshop kind of specialised in kind of modifying cars cars and and all that. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that that was my takeaway from the first um, 15 minutes anyway. I'll tell you one thing that this film didn't specialise in was mathematics. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. there was this obvious thing yeah. where it's like they had five mechanics and then they won five thousand pounds, five thousand dollars sorry, in the first street race and then um, the villain of the piece turns up to modify a car and he's talking about how how valuable is that, like two million, but he's got to only give him was it twenty-five percent, says like five hundred thousand which I think is a convenient number and it was like, and I, I just ended up in this Jim Carrey moment where it's like all I could think is like, when is that number five gonna come up again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it, it was a little cliche, um, I think, but um, I still kind of enjoyed it just for the you know the you know the the chases and all of that. Um, but anyway, for for people who aren't familiar with the movie, with the film, so you've got. Um, Michael Keaton as monarch and he's just it, it sounds like he's just a rich guy who organizes elite races so he yeah. organizes this race called um De Leon and um De Leon, yeah. De Leon and um he vlogs from a lighthouse so it, basically you've got Aaron Paul playing Toby Marshall and you've got Dominic Cooper we actually saw him in Warcraft actually he played the king in Warcraft um and he he plays the rival as Dino Brewster and so they've got a bit of beef clearly from the and yeah. Anita, um, you know, because <laughs> basically the ex-girlfriend to Toby and he's the, now now the fiancé to Dino, is kind of like a love triangle thing happening there. Or not quite happening there, <laughs> should I say. Um, so something happens, I won't give it away, but something happens during the um, All of a sudden there's a vendetta going on. Nothing to do with Anita,
0: yeah.
1: um, the ex-girlfriend, but um, to do more to um, Anita's... Um, younger brother, who's uh, what you could say is Toby Marshall's protege and kind of good friend. So anyway, there's a vendetta. Something happens. He gets sent to prison for a couple of years. He comes out, and it's all on um, Toby Marshall is kind of on the rampage to get even with Dino, I think, in a way, or or should I say to prove his innocence? Um, yeah, and so that's what it's all about. It's basically. I'm here to prove that uh, I'm innocent and you deserve to go to prison, and I will do what it takes um, and I'll hit you where it hurts, and that's your pride, essentially. Yeah, that's pretty much all there is, is to that in terms of the storyline. So it's a very, very kind of light storyline. Um, but what I, I would say in terms of issues with the film, it, it does defy logic. You know, it de- defies physics in a lot of ways. Um, we've got some really good sequences, but then it's kind of like, hmm, is that really even possible? Like, I, I know that um, in the trailer you had the helicopter scene, the helicopter sequence, where he's like, they've chained the car um, via the roof, and it's like, is the roof actually strong enough to support the weight? <laughs> and he kind of like flying over a canyon, and then like being like, you know, very gently.
0: Look into my eyes, not around <laughs> the eyes, into my eyes.
1: Yeah. And being, like, very gently kind of lowered to the to the sand dunes or, you know, the waterfront. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, you've got the... They, they had some quirky little names for some of their manoeuvres. You know, what was it? The the two-lane grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, um, that was a bit of fun. But I did like... Um, Benny, Benny, who was the, the pilot, he just kept on turning up with like different aircrafts in
0: every scene. <laughs> it's like, how? <laughs> I think that was a strange moment for me because it, that felt that kind of God in the Machine moment like, literally, he's the eye in the sky. But it felt like that character was just there to kind of write Toby Marshall out of any tight corners because it's good that he was a skilled driver, but. I think they needed to understand how could he always get out of the gridlock in a car chase. So I think that was a necessary character, but I could understand why he was there.
1: MK, do you got anything to say?
2: First of all, so I actually forgot Michael Keaton was actually in the film. That's how bad this film was. Were you distracted by Rami Malek's nudity? I... I, I... (laughs) <laughs> well, wow, he, he enjoyed that.
0: <laughs> no, Ransom one of my favourite actors, so I was actually surprised
1: he was there. But this was before he was someone. This is before he was. Yeah,
0: but he he, he did a good comedy moment where I think they was um, exhibiting the car, and he was trying to chat up girls who were like, "Oh, we oh were yeah, we tall. that was cute." That, that maybe
1: not. Laugh. <laughs> that was cute, and like he's like all the women are like a whole foot taller than him. He was like so short in comparison and he's trying to check them up. <laughs> but
0: yeah, Emma Cage, you said about Michael Keaton.
2: Yeah, he 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 definitely was the standout of the whole film. Um this is this is this film's a perfect example why you don't let stuntmen near the flipping um screenwriting uh office. I, I feel like everything about it, like the flimsy storyline uh was terrible. The motivation for him coming out of prison and doing all that stuff was absolutely terrible. The only good thing I would say about the film is that it was all practical effects. So they actually did all the driving. They actually uh, did, obviously they had to reinforce the roof of the car, but that was actually done. It's none of this Fast and Furious green screen crap that you see nowadays. So I think that's the only thing that makes it stand out uh, in regards to Fast and Furious. I think that's what they had. That was the one area they had the but everything else in terms of, story, even though Fast and Furious storyline is pretty crap, but you really get the personalities of the actors. In this one, again, Aaron Paul should not star in anything. I'm telling you, like this, heaven forbid. And then he- He was hot. He, he wasn't hot. He was frozen cold in this film. I get what you're saying that he was uh hot after breaking bad but yeah. come on this was a bad look for him and this is why he hasn't starred in any films after this either
0: he's been in westworld but like you said that's a series not a film
2: yeah, yeah and he's not starring in westworld is he he's like he's still the uh supporting cast
0: yeah yeah got
2: the uh so you got dom uh, cooper another an english fella who who's playing a baddie i guess that's what english people like to do and like it's, it's such a flimsy like his motivation everything like like I was like, is is, that... anyone, is anyone else seeing this? Like, <laughs> how has this guy not? I would have strangled him with my bare hands if I. I'm not. I'm not going to come yeah. out of prison and race you. I'm coming out of prison and kicking your head in. That was absolutely terrible yeah. motivation as well. You got Imogen. What's it? Pop, Poots. Poots, Poots. I wanted to English, strangle him. I, I. was thinking, is she putting on this English accent? But she's actually from Hammersmith. I was like, what is she doing? Like, is she putting it on? Being a rich girl. She's accentuating her accent for the American audience. I didn't like her. Get her out of here.
0: Is she the only female in this? Yeah. Oh no no no.
1: I'm you not. had Anita, but she she was very very
2: really in it. Yeah, yeah. Dakota Johnson, whatever her name is, Anita again. Yeah. Isn't Dakota Johnson the 50 <laughs> yeah. shades Yeah,
1: Yeah, 50 shades. She,
2: she she got engaged to a guy <laughs> and obviously I'm not going to spoil what he did, but because He stood next to her at this particular event. That's why she got in. I was thinking, what is happening there? Thank God she wasn't in it anymore. (laughs) And Rami Malek, absolutely wasted. Absolutely wasted in there. Yeah, like I said, I've just read here just now, uh, Michael Keaton was in hospital for six months for carrying this film on his back. So that is, that is, that is fact. (laughs) He was the only shining oh, light in this that's whole film. So harsh. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I agree with you. His, his persona in this film was fantastic. I, I have to agree with
2: that, yeah. I'm, trying, I'm starting to think that. I don't think I've actually seen Michael Keaton in a bad, a bad role. Like, he doesn't phone it in. He actually gives his, his whole, to every role I've seen him in anyway.
0: he tried, Yeah, he tries to do something different. But um, Aaron, Aaron Paul's Toby Marshall goes to prison, but... There's a lot of other things that this film's guilty of, and I think the first thing is I'm wondering is was the Toby Marshall character actually a skillful driver or was he just lucky? Because there's so many dangerous driver incidents where I think he smashes a trolley uh, that tramp's pushing oh. across the street. There's a nut. He, he causes a <laughs> civilian car crash when he comes out into a junction and turns right. Yeah. Um, he He's pretty up, careless. Yeah. Um, um, I don't want to say it but somebody gets killed more or less because of his dangerous driving then he ends up getting a car uh, run off into the bushes at one point when he's changing lanes and he seems to be addicted to driving the wrong way on a triple carriageway and i'm thinking and i'm thinking <laughs> like to throw to throw the hot sauce onto this takeaway of dangerous drive tornado dangerous driving you've even got people on their mobile phones talking holding the mobile phones and driving in the cars like at least three times so there's a lot of stuff going on there which the dvla wouldn't be impressed with
1: yeah but you have to also realize that you know these are illegal street races
0: so they're going to carry on doing things that aren't quite they're nearly people it's almost True. like stop stop right racing i'll give you the money but, if you don't get in the but
1: cars. notice at the end of the th- um, oh no, it's not at the end of the film, is it? No, there, there is a, a disclaimer at the end of the film that all of the stunts were kind of like you know you know managed on closed roads. Don't attempt this um, at home. Addie, if,
2: you, if
0: you had the adrenaline <laughs> of playing the arcade game, you wouldn't stick around for the credits. You'd be out in a car park.
1: You know, well, that's true. That's true. So I was um kind of like going through some facts, and apparently they they trashed like almost a hundred cars, um, and s- they had like eight replicas replicas of the Mustang 68 um, and they trashed six of them. But apparently all of those cars, um, the racing cars, were the real, the real thing um, and they only trashed replicas.
2: So Aaron Paul, you know what? When I was watching him, so a lot of his winning was by support of other external factors. So I likened him to Lewis Hamilton in the F1 so like where it's his team that's uh, getting him to um, win, it's his teammates who are also getting him to win so I don't think Aaron Paul is a great driver by himself it's the team around him and if he could have a, a pit stop and tyre change he, he would have, that would have been so he, he's pre- pretty much suited to F1 I believe um, in regards to the film itself, you it got 22% on, on Rotten t- Tomatoes.
1: But interestingly, 90% of um, people who watched it liked it.
2: Yeah, because they, they all suffered from brain damage because they, all, they, all, they were all victims of car crashes themselves. I don't understand how you could have liked that. Like, I, there was so many plot holes.
1: I, I think it's like a lot of films. If you don't think about the plot holes, you'll just enjoy it for the adrenaline, for the car chases and things like that. I mean I have to agree the the acting was lukewarm for me like the, I mean like I know Julia um who was Imogen Poots' character and Aaron Paul's character Toby they're supposed to have this romance but it was so lukewarm I I could hardly feel it you know
2: What romance like
1: uh, I know he was she means... was supposed to be a love interest and it just didn't happen so,
2: This was... is the this is frustration with allowing uh meatheads to um write scripts so there was no build up to it whatsoever. They literally had two nice. scenes before they were kissing. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> the first time you met, you were arguing the whole time. The second time you met, you've just come out of prison. You are and now you love each yeah. other. What world <laughs> did the director slash co-writer slash? No, actually, no, the, the writers were George and John. What's it? Gantins. Like, what, are bro- yeah, what, what are these Guess brothers? Yeah, what are these brothers doing? No idea. Absolute <laughs> lunatics. And like you look at their, their their lists of previous crimes, and there's a lot of stuff there <laughs> that you can actually pick apart. What is that? uh anyway, never mind. <laughs> Didn't like the story. Um, if you want more excitement, and I'm not even a fan of the, the, the gaming franchise, go and play the game. You get much more out of it. And if you like this film, I've I've I've, I've got a bridge to sell you.
1: <laughs> well, I think the game's a bit more repetitive than the film because <laughs> we haven't seen another Need for Need for Speed in the pipeline. I think they were in talks about another Need for Speed, um, but it just hasn't come to yeah film. Big, yeah film, um, but it just hasn't come to fruition. So yeah. So,
2: oh yeah, so it's supposed to be shot in China.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I I hope it doesn't come back. I really hope. Like just looking at the poster for Need for Speed, they really tried to sell it on the Aaron Paul front, and I'm sorry, epically, f- I, I I wish they just put Michael Keaton on the poster. <laughs> like at least then, no seriously, yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, he wasn't a main character, but at least you could say he did no wrong in the <laughs> film.
1: Really, but he wasn't the main character though.
2: But he was supposed to be, isn't he? Because like you said, he wasn't a main character. He was in it for a total of ten minutes altogether.
1: Well, his his character was quite one dimensional. However, flamboyant his purpose was.
2: So I don't think how many dimensions you can have to the character. But
1: um, and if you're a vlogger, you need to be yeah, a big exactly. You have, if you're you,
2: you definitely have to be one of those those characters. So I I I yeah I I do respect Michael Keaton. I like Michael Keaton. Uh, everyone else can go in the bin, and that's all I have to say on Need for Speed. <laughs>
1: So, so let me get this right. You, you hated the film. You don't want another one. And so really, there's no point in
2: <laughs> No, in everyone, everyone involved in this film, I don't care if you're the producer, whether you're the, what's it called? The, uh, the, 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 the focus pulley, whether you do the duct tape, whether you're the runner, should all be kneecapped. For the, with the exception <laughs> of Michael Keaton. He, he can go free Everyone else needs to be kneecapped
1: <laughs> See I'm 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 probably Just lukewarm like, I don't hate it But I didn't like Absolutely
2: love it I I struggled I had to break I had to break it down Into two sittings That's how much I struggled With this film I was like I, ca- I can't get through this <laughs> I'd rather watch Antique Roadshow Like I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't having it I'm sorry I was not having
1: uh, it Right um, I think it's time To land the plane Isn't it Yes It is time to land the plane. So thank you so much for joining us. This is Jay on Geek Sweat, and this was Need for Speed. Thank you for joining us, MKH. And thank you very much to TJ. Bye, everyone. Ciao.